0: Epic. You want it all and you can have it. On Amigos, episode 314. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Epic. Ooh. Now, speaking of Epic, Aaron. I'm gonna list a couple different uh, some uh, some albums here. Okay. Yeah. Get ready. Get okay, ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. How about a little album called "What's Going On" by Marvin Gaye? All right. All right. You a fan of that record?
1: Yeah. Marvin Gaye's okay. I
0: like okay some of his stuff. okay. How about um, "Blue" by Joni Mitchell? You know. No. Man, man,
1: I no. Don't hate, I like some of Joni's stuff. Okay. That's old okay. school. Boat. That's old. okay. What
0: what what about this? Aqua Lung. I like that. Zephyr the tall, yeah. man,
1: yeah. The tall. Heavy the metal tall. flute.
0: I love that. That's good stuff. And, and right at the top, Led Zeppelin Four. Oh, Y'all man. With the, with the lead? Yeah, that's the King okay. Dong
1: of albums right yeah. there.
0: Now, what do all those records have in common, Aaron?
1: They're uh, flat, round, hole in the middle.
0: True. And they were all released in 1971, just like you were. Mm. That's right, folks. Fifty years ago this week, the one, the only, Amigo Aaron burst onto the scene. Maybe that's a bad metaphor for something when you're being born. You were you you emerged into life. You joined planet Earth and were forever grateful. You know, so many people come up to me and they say, what are you going to do this week for Aaron's birthday? What do you got planned? You know, are you going to do something cool? And I thought, well... I wanted to give him something special, something that I know he can use because I'm subject to the various complainings of Aaron on a on a weekly basis. When he's down on something, he's down on it, brother. But when he's up on things, he loves them. Well, I'm hopeful that this gift will bring some sunshine into his day. So Aaron, you want to you wanna do the honors over there? You know,
1: well, I'll get into it in a second. Let's see. I've got the box boat stopped by here about 10 minutes before the show started. Oh, God. Well, let me show this to the people. Here we go. (laughs) The N64 brawler boat? Is that what I'm looking at here? Now,
0: you are are famous for being, let's say, not a fan of the original N64 controller. That's true. It's crap. However, you are a fan of the N64 as a console. In fact, you have an EverDrive for the N64.
1: I actually have two of these. Uh, Two of the uh, N64s. Yeah, for, for, for some reason, so yes, I do like the NC Sport. Oh, look at that, isn't that nice?
0: So, I thought, why not get you a modern controller that has all of the uh, the convenience of your modern 360 or some such controller, but works is completely oh, compatible with the Nintendo 64.
1: And we'll say it does feel uh, 400 million times better <laughs> than the original. Uh, there's the gimmick on there, uh, uh. That's oh, that's dandy, boat. That's awful nice. I me. Mean, see, we've got the USB. I guess I could I wonder if I could actually hook this up to the PC. I believe boat. you can. You,
0: you can hook it up to the PC, or you can use it with the N64. Either way,
1: Isn't that' nice. Well, thank you, boat. That's an excellent. That's that's awful nice. I mean, you know, uh, uh I was, uh, you know, before the show today, you stopped by here, and mm-hmm. before you stopped by. I had thought to myself, you know, before we go in the air and start streaming, I'm going to make sure to tell Boat under no circumstances since you mentioned my birthday today. <laughs> and you undermined me without even knowing it. I'm not uh, uh, not feeling so great about this one, if I'm honest. Uh, but uh, 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 time marches on, as they say. And so it will take me some weeks and months to uh, acclimate myself to hitting the big five zero. Uh, but I have a few more hours to go uh, before it happens, so uh, I'm going to do my best. But generally, I'm I took the I took Monday off with the assumption that I would be a sloppy globulous blob of of liquored up doom by then, and then I will try to rally for Tuesday and get back into the swing of things. So there you go. But thank you both. Thanks everybody in the chat. I appreciate that. It's awful nice of you.
0: But, Aaron, yours was not the only birthday this week. We'd also like to wish a very happy birthday to one Rob Flack O'Hara. Yes. His his birthday was uh, just a couple weeks ago. And Edvin Helen, whose birthday is today. Today, Aaron. So uh, we uh, we wish all the best to Rob and Edvin, hopefully, who's joining us now from the man cave. You know, one thing I will say uh, about
1: those two gentlemen, all right, and you've ever heard the phrase live your best life you ever heard that boat
0: i do and i, have I heard
1: suspect that. that both those gentlemen are doing just that they are living their best life having adventures always jolly having a good time uh and uh both fine fellows indeed
0: yes yes i have never agreed more with anything you've ever said than that so with all that out of the way, Aaron, birthday wishes are gone. It's time to dive deep into this week's Amiga News. Amiga News.
2: All
0: right, Aaron, we're going to kick things off with a video from Dan Wood. This is the first video I've seen out of Dan in a little bit. Uh, Of course, Dan, half of the retro hour that he does with the one and only Ravi Abbott. Huge Amiga fan from way, way back in the day. This is an in-depth review of the Amiga 3000, and he titles this video Amiga 3000, the best Amiga ever. Now, Aaron, uh, you never actually owned a 3000, right? No, we did own one, believe it or not. (laughs) Me
1: and the Brent had one, uh, very briefly. We had a 3000 and a 4000T uh for a t- for a spell uh with a there uh, there's
0: something oh.
1: with a, with a video toaster, the whole nine yards uh and uh um uh, but we didn't i don't I'm not sure we ever even actually powered it up Bo. to feel if I'm honest um
0: sense. now I think personally that the three thousand is the best looking big box amiga um the one thousand of course is iconic because of the keyboard garage. But once you get past that, it's basically your your standard uh, pizza box design. The four thousand went all the way into the you know boring beige box territory, but the Amiga three thousand, Aaron, the cur- or the, the the sort of the lines on the the machine, the way it, it hits those angles just right. Uh, I'm a big fan of the way that this thing looks. It looks like it's a futuristic computer, you know, something different than than what you might see at other places. Um, and, uh, and so I would love personally to have a 3000. It's pretty much the only Amiga left on my wish list. Um, and, uh, who knows maybe one day that will come to fruition, but, uh, big ups to Dan, make sure you watch this video, uh, and, and find out all everything you could possibly want to know about the Amiga 3000.
1: Yeah, This one stuck past me. I don't, I don't know how I missed this. Cause I watch all of Dan stuff. I love Dan stuff. And I will say that the, uh, uh, the checkmate case that was uh, launched a couple years ago. Uh, of course, they u- it used the 3000 sort of as it's benchmark or, you know, it's starting point. And uh, I think uh, it was a good choice. I agree with you. This is, it's a big box, but it's sleek. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. a monster. Right now I'm old school boat. And so if I was going to get one of these things uh, box wise, I'd probably go for the two, I know it's not the prettiest, but I just like the fact that it's huge. There's lots of space in there. This mm-hmm. one's a little harder to deal with, but I mean, it. I, I can't deny the fact that it's a much, it, it's a darn fine looking unit. There's no doubt
2: about that.
0: Absolutely. So, all right, Aaron, let's move on to our next story. This is another. It's been a pretty, pretty good news week here on Amigos. Uh, the Amiga scene is popping off. Guess what, Aaron? There is a new Amiga magazine in town. So, oh, of yes. course, we have. Uh, friend of the show and sponsor of the show Amiga Addict is out there we've also recently heard about the new magazine called Boing Amiga Uh, we covered that a couple weeks ago
1: (laughs) (laughs) that name (laughs) I don't know (laughs) it's wacky to me it's
0: wacky uh, now, Aaron, we have Zap Amiga. Now, the word Zap should probably resonate with many of our listeners, as they have they're most famous for their uh, C64 and uh, ZX Spectrum publications. I believe they started out as a C64 rag, and uh, but they, they've they've <laughs> done other things as well. Yeah. Uh, now, the Zap Amiga is being funded by uh, Patreon. So uh, basically, the way it works is. Uh, if you pledge two fifty a month, you'll have an uh, ac- You get access to a PDF of each issue of Zap. Six fifty a month gets you the uh, the magazine itself. This is going to be a sixty page thing. So it's going to be. It's not a. This is not a small little magazine. No. Um, and uh, if you play, if you pay uh, seven fifty a month, that's going to get you. Um, actually, I guess I, I have no idea. What is different about the 750 versus the 650, so uh, we'll have to investigate that further, Aaron. (laughs) But uh, this thing is the A5 size, I believe the old A5 size is a smaller magazine. This is something uh, along the likes of a um, like a Reader's Digest type magazine. You know, I'm looking at um, this boat mm
1: -hmm. and I can't tell the difference. Yeah, either I've read this two or three times. Are we idiots? i, don't I know what's, what's happening it looks like the i have exact no idea thing, except that's more expensive
0: i will say this i i slightly misspoke because of the way that patreon works they're only set up to take monthly pledges but you can actually set up your page to only pay to only withdraw money oh. from the people that pledge from you once per quarter. It's so, not UK
1: uh, versus UK boat. That's what the difference
0: oh, is. Oh, okay. At the top okay. part.
1: I would move that down to the bottom for dumb yeah. guys. Yeah, for, for dumb <laughs> Sorry, guys everybody. like us. So okay, non- that, that because, makes
0: all the sense in the world. So yeah. seven fifty per month, that covers the postage by the tier price. That's very reasonable. That's, yeah, that's very for reasonable. For a non
1: UK person, that's Yeah, a, that seems like a real good. I mean, Wow, that's a darn good deal. I think, yeah, not bad. Yeah.
0: so again, you know, it, we're not all about trying to say, you know, there's only room for one Amiga publication out there. Uh, there's there's room for everybody, uh, and bringing magazines back into circulation, boom, is uh, is something that I'm fully endorse. I fully endorse it because I, I love paper. Your, I don't endorse your drum strike there. <laughs> What the heck? You have to say something funny before you get those. Listen, I was hilarious. Oh, so, anyway, Zap Amiga. It is uh, it is coming soon, and uh, you can support it by going over to Patreon.com slash Zap Amiga, and that's Zap with two, two big Zs.
1: What do you think about this boat? That's three or four, because there's other existing Amiga magazines. I'm assuming that the French one that we used to talk about is still around. There were some mm-hmm. others. Can you... <laughs> Can you get over the fact that there's all these magazines? Were there any I think the only thing that was around when we started was just that one that was in France, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the I only think so. one.
0: Yeah. It's yeah.
1: amazing to me that we've got all this stuff. What it's a it's a treasure trove of good stuff if you're an Amiga fan. I can't believe it. It is.
0: It is. And I'll tell you what else is a treasure trove, Aaron. That's a little site called Amazon.com. Oh, I yeah. shop there from time to time.
1: Uh, yeah. And you
0: send <laughs> stuff back there
1: occasionally too. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Now, Aaron, this may surprise you because yeah. I believe that you you thought this wasn't going to happen, but it has happened. Pre-orders are open in the United States ah. for the A500 Mini. Now, the, the, the actual listing is misspelled. It's, it's, it's the AS500 Mini. So I don't know if there's shenanigans <laughs> going on here or we've got some people that are just really inept at their jobs. But,
2: legit. <laughs> yeah,
0: but this is up for sale right now on Amazon, $139.99 with free Prime shipping. Um, this item is going to be released on March 31st, 2022. So if you are in stateside and you've got a hankering for the new Mini Amiga that everybody's talking about these days, uh, you can pre-order it now from Amazon.
1: That's a good shot of the, of the controller right there, Boat. It is. You know, you know for those listening on, on their uh, listening device, we're looking at a picture of the of the controller here. It's the first time I have really think I had a good hard look at it. Have you have you used the uh, CD32 controller before, Boat? I
0: have. I, I've used yours before. Right.
1: What did you think? You know, it's got a bad rap, but it, I think the thing is, as stupid as it looks, I think it's a pretty comfy yeah. uh, controller. Now, the, the gamepad part's pretty mushy,
0: Boat. Well, I mean, it's sort of like saying the controller is great, except for the part that actually controls you know, the game. You know, I'm
1: just talking about the overall, because that's what matters here. This is sort of ripping off that. That's not the worst idea, I think. Yeah. Now, if we I get think, the controls
0: I mean, right, we'll be laughing, you know. Listen, they've done the smart thing by replacing the play, pause, and stop buttons on the uh, on the on the, <laughs> the the face buttons with with letters. Well, you don't I'm think glad people are using that.
1: this thing to watch movies. <laughs>
0: yeah, and uh, they, you know, the menu and home buttons are on there. So, of course, this is going to be entirely controllable with the the custom UI on the A five hundred Mini. This is exactly what I would have done. Uh, I think going with the lighter shade instead of going because you know the CD30 control thir- the CD32 controller is a dark gray. Yeah, going with a lighter shade to match the tank mouse is a great move. I knew there was some uh, there was some panic in the Amiga community because they released no. a shot. I think of the tank mouse with a black controller or a black cord Cord, instead of a gray or beige cord. So they, they put that to rest. They say that was just a, that was just a prototype. Um, I think that the controller and the mouse look super slick. And I, I imagine it's only a matter of time before these are sold separately.
1: You know the here's the problem with getting rid of the play and the pause when they release the mpeg expansion board for the a500 <laughs> mini then you're gonna feel bad when you don't know what the controls that's are right.
0: you're right then you'll be laughing with your real cd32 that's controller. right bud <laughs> so yeah um it'll be interesting to see if this is actually a legitimate listing and if people end up with the a500 mini or the as 500 mini which you know might just they be left those... an s off but yeah <laughs>
1: I think I'll stick with my good buddy who took care of me on this, uh, just in case.
0: Good move, good move. All right, Aaron. Speaking of games, there's uh, this this Amiga game jam that Amiga Cami is hosting is bringing tons and tons of programmers out of the woodwork. This is the arcade port uh, game jam, and uh, Target Renegade is coming out for the uh, the Amiga. Of course, this is Ooh. probably most famous. For you know, home release. I believe that Renegade was an arcade game, and then Target Renegade was a console and computer only sequel uh, that that never hit the arcade. I believe that that's the case. I remember from our when we when we covered this on Ars Sinclair. But anyway, the uh, there is a uh, a programmer that is uh, I guess Detailed Development is a group that is going to bring the ZX Spectrum version. Of uh the uh the classic Target Renegade to the Amiga. Uh I think this would be pretty good, Aaron. Do you remember uh playing Target Renegade on uh R. Sinclair? Oh, this Amiga. is Swainey. Sweeney is doing this. Yes, yeah, okay. Swayne,
1: I was gonna, I was gonna say Swaine from uh, uh Retro Asylum is sort of famous for being a loves love target
0: this man, renegade, yeah. You know,
1: and so uh, I so he actually is the guy behind this. Are you, is that what you're telling me?
0: Well, it says that, you know, and I'm reading, of course, where we get all of our news from Indie Retro News. Our buddy yeah. Neil, uh, he says, uh, uh, I guess the creator was written. It started about 15 years ago in Blitz Basic for the PC. Yeah, but then uh, Swain with the help of Swainy, he had recolored all of the ZX Spectrum graphics over to the Amiga with most of the first level working, with a small exception of baddies attacking you, which I think is probably (laughs) pretty essential to do this. But, you know, this is a work in progress, obviously. Uh, Hopefully this will be in time for the Amiga Game Jam. Uh, I I am super, super stoked for the Amiga Game Jam this year. This is going to be a a cavalcade of great releases. It's funny, because I I remember, uh, if
1: you listen to Retro Asylum, and I've listened to them for a long time, uh, uh Swanny has talked about fiddling with some of this stuff. But I I hadn't heard it mentioned for a while. So I guess someone picked up the gauntlet boat and ran with it. So that's awesome. So I'm anxious to see how this turns out, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Aaron, we're going to move on to 10 Mark in his latest video. We touched on this briefly last week, so we won't spend a whole lot of time here. But we will say that uh, he has released a new video where he received... A, um, a, an Amiga 600 from Sanction, aka Tim Drew, over in England. And, uh, he goes to work with this thing. This is going to be a multi part video where he unwraps a bunch of goodies, including the Cadbury Crunchies. We've had a few of those in our day, Aaron. Those are good uh, eating. Though. Yeah, sent to us from, from people over overseas. Uh, but yeah, and he also got some great, uh, some ale, which is always a good time. You're going to need that when you're working on your Amiga. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, <laughs> if you are interested in, uh, watching this Amiga 600 unboxing, the first part, make sure you check out uh, 10-Minute Amiga Retrocast's latest video. Yeah, Doug
1: Doug goes to, pulls all the crap out here, and so he's ready to dug it up. So we'll see what yeah. he gets into.
0: Dug it up could be one of his like side projects. Dug- I think...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: All right, Aaron. Uh, this video just landed earlier this week. Uh, this is a new compilation video of what purports to be the 20 best Commodore Amiga shoot 'em ups ever. This is from Old Style Gaming OSG. And uh he covers some games that I'd heard of, but there are also some games on here that I, I wasn't quite aware of. Um now Aaron, if you were going to list the uh your your favorite uh Amiga shoot 'em ups, what would what would be the two or three at the top of the list for you?
1: Oh boy, I got to think about that for a minute, Boat. Um I would go with uh well, battle squadron, uh, sw- uh, silkworm, uh, hybris, um, let me think here. Of course, banshee, people like that. one. it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, I've I I noticed now that if you're watching the video version of the podcast, I actually I added this link and that I had to remove it to reorder some things, and then I never added it back. Yeah. And so, <laughs> it, we're, we're not what... seeing too much on the video version. But anyway. <laughs> If you want to see what old style gaming thinks, and I might have even call them old school gaming because I'm just great. Uh, so uh, old style game, if you want to see what he thinks, you can check out his video uh, that was just released back on August 26th. Let's move on here and past my mistakes past my humiliation oh I, I was just i was
1: furrowing my brow mm-hmm. look I, I kept waiting for it to appear boat now
0: aaron we're gonna jump right up here to this retro rewind testimonial next oh, the man. links are all messed up because i was trying to be clever that's
1: all right don't do that
0: <coughs> so this is a testimonial that came in on the amigos retro gaming discord from the one and only tapes from the crypt
1: oh yes what a great guy he is
0: He says, just wanted to shout out to NetSurge, who is Frank from Retro Rewind, on his work on recapping my A1200 and CD32. The entire process has been painless, and the frequent updates he provides have set my mind at ease. Mm. He says, if you're on the fence, don't be. The hype is real.
1: There you go. There you go. And we know Tate's, we've known Tate's forever. He is a a straight shooter. He would tell if it was no good, my friends. And that's, that's, that right there, I had no doubt. I am as soon as this month's over, I'm gonna begin the massive deconstruction of my amigas to start I'm gonna send stuff in mass up there to get it done.
0: That sounds like the way to go, man.
1: I'll be honest with you. I can recap things, but I'm lazy and I don't have any time. And I and I will pay uh, a, a professional with all his professional gizmos to take care of my business. I'm not too proud, Boat. I'll do it that
0: way. Absolutely. So if you want to click back over and check out this CD thirty-two recap service. Uh, you can see that he is very, very reasonable. Yeah. Uh, he offers recaps on all Amigas from the 1000 all the way up to the 4000D, um, and uh, the Amiga CD32 recap service, just to use an example, fifty-four dollars, Aaron. Yeah. That is the bargain of a century. <laughs> I
1: know. I, like I said before, I I, I sent a message like he's out of you're out of your mind, Frank. Yeah. He he's good. What can I say?
0: Yeah. One and, I, yeah. And Aaron, if you want to save 10% off that, so if you only want to pay 50 bucks instead of 54 use that promo code AMIGOS10 at checkout, and you can save 10% off this or any order.
1: Very good, Boat, very good.
0: We do appreciate Retro Rewind, and we thank them for being an official sponsor of Amigos. All right, Aaron, are you ready to get epic?
1: Oh, man, you know I am, Boat. Yeah. Let's do it. So, <clears throat> the game this week, Simply titled Epic. So you know it's gold when you name it that, boat.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: boat. had you come across this one uh, before?
0: This is another game sort of like awesome. Um, and I'm not going to make any value judgment on awesome at this time. But when you go out of your way to name your game epic or awesome or super cool, that's a signal to me that you don't believe in your product. Yeah. <laughs> So I well, did not check out Epic. Do really you
1: think they're overcompensating
0: with that? A little heck? bit. A little bit.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, what jeez. Well, there you go. So Epic is the game uh, released in uh, the year of our lore, 1992, Boat. Uh, this came on three discs and published by Ocean. So you know it's gold there, mm-hmm. too. Developed by an outfit called Digital Image Design. Now, we've. Come across them before a boat. Uh, they were responsible for F twenty nine Retaliator, uh, the very uh, uh, wacky RoboCop three. Remember when we played? Yeah, that? yeah, we
0: played that at Amigathon. Yeah. So these guys, these guys really know what they're doing in terms of like three D modeling. Yeah, and the TFX
1: saying. AGA, yes. Yeah. Um. So this was designed by a fellow named uh, Martin Kenwright. Uh, he did all the ones we just mentioned. Plus, he also worked on Falcon. So you can see a trend here. Mm-hmm. He also worked on a game called simply called Jug. We to look at that. <laughs> it's got the three X's on it. Wow. And then tur- Tracks, not to be confused with TurboTax. Uh, and this was coded by Phil Alsop, who worked on F-29 as well. And coded by Russell Payne. Uh, this was converted to the Amiga, because it says so in the credits. Uh, I don't exactly know what it was converted from. I'm going to go with, well, it's either the ST or the uh, NEC, because this released on the DOS version, but it was a year later. So I'm going to assume it was it, they maybe worked on the, the this at the same time as the ST. Who knows, Boat? Who knows? Uh, the music in this... It was It was uh, done by a, a good friend of ours, a man we've literally covered a million times.
0: I feel like Dave, I've known him my whole life at this point.
1: D- yeah, David Whittaker. <laughs> I, I was looking up his credits, and I thought, you know, I'm going to write down every game he's done that we covered. I just gave up because there were so many, <laughs> but just to name a few. Uh, I, I, Alfred Chicken, Bubble Bobble, Cosmic Pirate, Dogs of War, Fright Night, Golden Axe, First Person Pinball, Graham Gooch <laughs> <laughs> Cricket. Gunship 2000, Xenot 2. We did all wow. those and more, much more. Another musician on this was a guy named, oh boy, o- Osteen Ide. Let's go with that. Okay. AKA okay. the Maniacs of Noise. But now, um, the tune in this, I was reading people discussing that one of the tunes in this sounded very similar to a tune in Robocop 3. Okay and the, i'm gonna get into the story behind that i think so the version of this game for the amiga has sort of unique sound the nec and the, and the atari st the the music in it was from uh the planets you know a host the planets you've got oh yeah Mars. My
0: fa- some of my favorite classical music of all Oh, time. that's it it's a great great uh, uh collection re- isn't it it's a great record holst put out
1: by the way uh uh that was the show where I was the soloist, and we did it in the band.
0: Oh, yeah. bump, I was bump, bringing. Bump.
1: I was the bringer of war. By yeah, the way, you were. that's my. You nickname. still are. Now yeah, you got that right. So anyway, if you watch the, if you listen uh, or have a look at the Atari ST version of this, it's got the Planet Suite in it, right? Mm. And it uses like Atari ST like their specialized music. It's it's pretty good.
0: You know, I'm gonna have to check that out because yeah, I had no idea, and that's that's worth listening to. I let's bet. just
1: say it's better. I don't think this music's bad, but that's no. better. Yeah. You know, so there's a little table for you. But it's, so anyway, it's been speculated upon that the the maniac of noise here did a pulled a little uh, uh, environmentally safe music number here, aka he recycled some material. If you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, uh, this was out for the ECSOCS, uh, and again what was not an Amiga original. Uh, this was released on the Atari ST, the NEC PC-98. And then a year later for DOS, uh, The uh, in, I tried to find footage of the NEC version, which I could not find anywhere.
2: Hmm. And
1: so if anybody knows of any footage of this on the NEC, blink it up to me. I'd like to have a look at it. Uh, but uh, uh, this was released on DOS a year later, and we'll look at that in a little while. Um, so um, this the full title of this boat, Epic, The Adventure Begins. Uh, this is a uh this is a game where you fly around in space now before we get i want to talk about the opening to this though before we get to it boat uh this this has an elaborate elaborate opening montage of of footage uh to explain the storyline did you happen to read the manual for this thing listen
0: listen <laughs> last week on ARG presents yeah you went off on the NES for having, for being the most, uh, the most infamous for its unskippable cutscenes. Yes. I beg to differ, good These sir. Were <laughs> These were
1: skippable. These were skippable.
0: First of all, I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting to hear what games you're referring to on the NES because I don't think I've ever played a game that didn't have a, a skippable cutscene. I played but, some
1: stuff on stream last week that was, unskippable. I mean, I'll have to,
0: I'll have to check out the yeah. stream. But this game, the, the amount of documentation uh, about the backstory, the manual is and, and I don't have a problem if you want to flesh out your game. you know that's that's not a problem at all. What I do have a problem is when you obfuscate what you're supposed to do in the game by dressing it up all around all this stuff that really doesn't matter. And that's the problem. That's the problem. This game gives you 27 cutscenes at the beginning of the game that tell you everything about the world except for what you're actually supposed to do in the game.
1: Well, that's and that's no good. <laughs> that, it does have it is all set up. Let's get into yeah. it just real briefly, boat, because because so, boat's not lying. There's enough flavor text in this thing to write 20 Star Frontier modules. I mean, it's it's flavor text to beat the band. But to summarize uh let's put it this way what would happen if you got a blender boat all right picture a big blender okay, okay. so you like sci-fi do you and it's the 80s or late mm-hmm. or early 90s so what do you do because this game started its uh life in the 80s in 89 so i loved who didn't love star wars all right throw that in the blender what about right. star trek well heck everybody mm-hmm. likes that All right, toss yep. that sucker in the blender now Listen, I grew up in the era where we all loved Battlestar Freak and Galactica, the original one with the dude playing Starbuck, right? Mm. They had Lauren Green as Commander Adama, right? All your favorites. Chuck that in there, too, right? Put that sucker on high, pour that into a cup, and then that's this game's backstory. They just took all the crap you could find from all these different genres. This reminds me of something story-wise that we would find in like a PD game that some dude wrote in his back, in, the, in his basement, you know, because the the story for this is an amalgamation of ripping off other stuff. So uh, what's happening in this, a, a planet's sun is preparing to go supernova, champagne supernova. And so they have to evacuate the whole planet. Okay. So where are they going to go? Well, where they're going to go is across the neutral zone. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Keep in mind, you're leading a ragtag fugitive fleet on a lonely quest, right? Across the neutral zone, but you're continuously hampered by the Rexxon Empire. Because I'm going to
0: stop you right there. Yeah. Everything you just said. Should have been what the game said. <laughs> because I I listened to the words that were coming out of your mouth and I understood what you were talking about.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I watched the intro for this game five or six times because I played it a couple times and like you said, you can't skip it. You can you can sort of skip it, but you sort of can't. And then I was like, well, I'm going to record myself. So the footage we're watching right now is is my my gameplay footage. So then I watched it all again. And I still The way that you explained it, I was like, oh, okay. All right. I'm with you. So Epic needs to get a job. You need to start writing copy for video games. Thank you, man.
1: Uh, I can can at least summarize it. So now I'm going to boil this down a little bit more. If you ever watch the show Battlestar Galactica, which is before your time, Bo, but it was a big deal when I was a kid. It's a show about some people fleeing a planet. Uh, that's been, and they're because they're constantly under attack from the Cylons right Cylons are this kind of lizardy race of people that have these robots called Cylon Centurions that chase the humans all over the planet because they're on a, they're uh, trying to get to earth right because that's that's their sister planet this all unfolds over uh, seasons right mm-hmm. so that game so they rip that fall by the way the if you if you'll look at what the the ships that the Rexon Empire fly in the first couple of uh, missions. The Rexxentz fleet are flying the sh- ships. The good guys fly Battlestar Galactica. The uh, b- the Vipers, right? Mm-hmm. The sh- the fleet you represent are flying battle stars from the from the original Battlestar Galactica. So that's the part they r- they ripped off the basic plot from Battlestar Galactica and some of the ships. Now uh, the Rexxon Empire is sort of a cross between the Cylons and the Empire from Star Wars. And then the, all the stuff with the neutral zone. They, by the way, the name of your outfits, the United Federation of Planets, which is all that's directly from Star Trek. Is I mean
0: that's that's what they're called in Star Trek, isn't? That's it? That's right.
1: Also, if you look at the ships later on in the game, they're they're like the Rexon Empires have birds of prey from Star Trek and a couple others. So these are all straight up. Now listen, this is not a bad thing. You know, I don't mind that. If you're
0: going to steal, steal from the best. That's oh, they what stole I from
1: everything they could. In fact, one of the taglines in this "May the Lords be with you," so, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was funny. I thought, man, they they had not one I owed of original thought when they put this together. And I saw people complaining about the cutscenes in this because when you start the battle in this, they'll show cutscenes of your Viper or your of your excuse me, you don't fly a Viper, your whatever the heck your ship is called, the Epic ship. And they show it launching, and sometimes they'll recycle that footage as you go through the game. And also, they show like these long shots of the space fleet flying by and
0: stuff. It's very reminiscent of. I never watched the original Battlestar Galactica, yeah, well, but I watched is, the new one. It's very reminiscent of the shots from Battlestar Galactica.
1: Trust me when I tell you, Battlestar Galactica used the same three minutes of footage six million times. <laughs> I haven't seen Battlestar Galactica for years, and I still remember the scenes. You know, there were over and over the same scenes because that stuff was expensive, brother. You can't just you can't make that. I love Battlestar Galactica so much. By the way, side note that I took my handy dandy brand new. Cassette recorder, and I remember hitting hitting record and sitting the thing beside the TV so I could listen to the episodes later in audio form. Because I that was awesome, I was a big mark for that. In fact, even some of the missions in this, there's a mission where the fleet goes on the offense because they don't want to uh, because the the Rexon Empire has been attacked. Every time they attack, they've got to defend all these civilian vessels, and it's hard. And so they go on the attack. That's straight out of an episode of Star Galactica. That exact mm-hmm. plot. So he, they ripped off a lot of stuff. All right, y'all know that. So all that said, how's the sucker play? Okay, you're the epic guy that's going to drive this new type of, of prototype fighter. It, it's because it's always like that, isn't it? Where you're, it's not like they put you in an old fighter. Give that guy the <laughs> Let's dud. put him in
0: something that's trusted and dependable. No, yeah. that never happens.
1: What's the What's the Pinto of fighters? Give him that. <laughs> you know, so they give unsafe you...
0: at any speed. <laughs>
1: That's right. So they give you the epic class fighter, and you've got apparently you've got three clones of yourself and the fighter standing by for all, many times you'll be killed. Now, before we get to the game itself, but you sat through me talk about all this stuff. You sat through this opening. What did you? Th- what were your thoughts on the opening? The music, the graphics, the length of it, all that stuff.
0: Listen, this is probably the best cutscenes. A lot, rendering animation etc i think i've ever seen on the amiga i mean all of the, the way that they combine the polygonal models with the pixel drawing of the hangers and the way they launch it's very striking and it's it's very nice looking um there are t- there's tons of animation on the ships of course the ships themselves are not detailed they look like you know Star Fox ships or whatever but um on, is a package the way that this story incomprehensible as it was to me, the way that it's laid out and there they, are little things that I noticed like for example, uh, they'll put the text on the screen and the ships will fly through the text like they'll yeah. fly over top and the text will disappear. yeah, <laughs> I thought, you know, little stuff like that. I yeah. love that stuff. I think that's super cool. yeah, however, I knew my spidey sense was telling me this was going to be a setup. For a game that could not possibly live up to the opening cut sequence?
1: Well, we shall discuss. So, what you do here in this game, it, it, your space adventure is split into eight different levels, and each level has a couple of different sections, right? Um, and they take place either over a, a planet, which I remember seeing. Oh, about four different types. I mean, the planets are sort of all color. They've got different stuff on them. It's not like they're. I mean, these aren't radically different planets, but they're different. Uh, or they'll be up in space. And you have to complete missions, and it's based on the time limit. By the way, uh, for our good buddy Eric over at gate who hates time limits. Don't ever play this. Because not, cause not only is there a tight time limit, but an annoying jerk that keeps telling yeah. you you're running out of time. They
0: constantly ch- remind <laughs> you, even when you're not really running out of time. <laughs> yes, like, <I> <laughs> just like 30 <laughs> seconds in, you're like running a, out of time.
1: In fact, the UI in this was purposely put together just to annoy you. There's mm-hmm. beeps and boops. Like, where are you? It's basically like, the mission's not over, that kind of stuff. Now, once you begin a mission, it this game becomes cryptic? How about that? At least I'm, yes. I'm I'm going to tell you my side of it. If you disagree, let me know. Uh, you start the the very first level. You're supposed to uh blow away some minds. Okay. Now this game is. I did you play this with a stick or the mouse mode?
0: 100 percent mouse.
1: 100%. I did it with the mouse as well. Okay, but uh, and I could not get my stick to do anything. But the but the manual says you can use a stick. But I don't know how to do it. So, but I use the mouse. <clears throat> so. The controls.
0: You can and... use it. You can use a stick, but you also have to use the keyboard in conjunction. Right. Which is right. No right. Good. Yeah.
1: So uh, you control your actions with the mouse. The right mouse button fires, and the left mouse button basically. <laughs> stop me if I'm wrong here, Boat. You're either going full speed ahead, or you're at a complete stop. But you're not. That's basically well, yeah. how this
0: works. The the con- the the acceleration is interesting because it, it ignores the fact that space is a vacuum uh, and it also ignores the <laughs> fact that that when you're on a planet there's gravity so no. it, it <laughs> both it, it plays it plays both sides of the coin in a weird way so um like you said you you move at sort of a um a, a nominal speed uh when you are standing still you can never truly stand still in this game but no. you move very very slowly Okay it, yeah whenever you yeah. press the mouse button, you rapidly accelerate. There's no such thing as like easing up on the throttle a little bit and just no. going along at cruising nope, speed. you You're going Mach five. however, when you stop, you come to almost a dead stop. so you aren't carried along by your momentum at all. No. which I mean, to be honest with you, I think that's great. That made the game a lot easier for me to play. but it is totally unrealistic. And you know this game purports to be some sort of a space flying craft simulation, and uh, no no craft would ever be able to come to a dead stop like that um, unless you know it's maybe it's running on technology I don't know about I don't know.
1: Well, so let me I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess here, okay? Since some of this is based on Battlestar Galactica, the Vipers in Battlestar Galactica, it's funny they had three buttons on the gear shift in them, right? And one of them was your turbo, your thrust, all right? And they could thrust, and it would just go, and it would go. For it. That's what this is. I mm-hmm. think they tried to simulate what it would be like to drive one of those Vipers. Okay. Okay. Here's the problem with that. This The controls in this suck, in my opinion. I hated them. I was all over the sky. I didn't like either going real fast or real slow. I didn't like that at all. And what made this game feel so much worse is that we just played Alienator last week, mm-hmm. uh, a public domain game with a similar s- setup. And in terms of the control of your ship, Alienator blows this thing out of the water. If I could have had the ship from Alienator and with the backgrounds and stuff in this game, you would have been in business. Because not only does it do movement better, but... It also does controlling your ship a million times better because one of the problems with this game, especially in space, is that you can't tell your pitch, your yaw, right? We learned those words last week. I mm-hmm. can't tell where anything's at. You'll right. be right in the middle of stuff on your radar screen. But you're you you can not tell what your you, you altitude, have no you, you
0: know? yeah, you have no altim you have no altimeter. Um you can't tell your orientation. There's no horizon line. Uh, this is basic, basic stuff, people. I mean, yeah. it's not as if this game came out in 1983. No, it wasn't just me. No.
1: Okay, now let me ask you another question. How often did you ram into the ground?
0: Constantly.
1: Right, because the ground is, it always looks the same. I mean, there's not enough waypoints to tell you when you're really that close, mm-hmm. unless there's crap right there. And most of the ground's sort of blank. And so I would c- constantly, and also to shoot stuff, you have to get kind of low. I played this on... Did you play this on your mister?
0: No, I played this on FSUAE.
1: I played this on the mister. When the mister runs a little bit faster than a stock 1200, so this ran at a pretty good clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and In fact, I think it ran a little too fast. I had to slow it down uh, because I, ch- I didn't have the time to react, basically. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, I th- with the thrust being like it was, when you're trying to get somewhere real quick and you can't understand how far you are from it or... You know, it's. I was hitting the ground a lot, bouncing off stuff. I would want to shoot something, and and the radar would say I was on it. I'd be like, "Where the heck is it?" I couldn't find stuff. The radar was confusing. You get yeah. I'm sorry. You know, go ahead, Bo. Um, the
0: the the main. You hit the nail on the head. It's 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 fortuitous that we played this game so close to Alienator because, um, how in the world. Could a public domain game, which ostensibly is one guy, come up with a better radar system, a better uh, ship positioning system, ship visual visualization system yeah, and a better targeting system than a game that has you know a team, multiple people working for real money developing this game for a major major publisher? It boggles the mind, it boggles the mind and it leads me to believe that this game was set to sell on the praise of the opening cutscenes alone. Um I do believe that this game, the, the opening cutscenes were released before the game. Did you read anything about that?
1: Well, this game had a troubled uh, development. All right, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it was a three-year development. And from what I read, having nosed around, They started off strong on this, and then they sort of hit the wall on it, and then they sort of worked on it in between other projects, Mm. okay? And so Ocean was finally like, hey, Spudheads, like, where's the freaking game? And they were like, "Uh, how many, how many, where's the coming? They're like, no, no, finish it up right now. And so, bam, lo and behold, this sucker gets released. Now, here's the hilarious part of this, and we'll get to it a little bit more when we do the reviews. They had, like, a pre-release of this on the Amiga, and not only did it include stuff that's not in the final release, but it even had stuff in it like the that old music we talked about, The Planets, which is not mm-hmm. in the... So that ended up having hilarious results on, on down the line. But a lot of stuff wasn't in, in mixed into this thing. In fact, this has the classic example. If you look at the manual in it, uh, the manual... Has a bit in it where it's talking about like sort of what it, it's like you know how it had all that uh, flavor text in it.
0: Yeah, and it's- by the way, if you ever look at the manual, it is illegible because they use like red colored ink on purple colored backgrounds. I mean the the people that did the layout on this thing are out of their minds. I try because you know I try and look at the I always like looking at Hall of Light. Because they've got yeah. scans of the actual manual versus the the print copy that's yeah, the, that's on
2: not me. <laughs> um,
0: <the> <laughs> this one is, uh, but this one I couldn't do it. It just made my head hurt. So uh, yeah, it's no good.
1: Well, get this, and so uh, this isn't the first time this has happened. There's a glossary that tell, like I said, I was telling you that tells you all the stuff in the game. And this was, by the way, they reprinted this in the print out of the manual I read. And one of the things they had at the end was describing an ion, and it says. An ion is described as a particle of (laughs) (laughs) fill-in-later. Great. And and so they even translated this to all the different languages. (laughs) So there you go. Now, uh, and this is just an anecdote here, but I thought this was funny. I saw this on Moby. It said, Amiga Power Magazine gleefully pointed out this oversight in their review. Amiga Format ignored it, perhaps as a result of their own placeholder accident. The previous issue in which a headline reads... Type some bleep in here, please, on a page particularly aimed at children. So, (laughs) what?
0: Yeah, they probably weren't falling over themselves to accuse somebody else of doing the same thing at that point. And
1: we'll get into some more of that here in a minute, but I just thought that was interesting. uh, That uh, uh, that, uh, (laughs) this thing, uh, like I said, for everything I read, this thing was rushed. And, you know, the funny thing about it is they put their own, even the manual contains the cheats for the game. So yeah, you, because yeah. and by the way, which brings me to something else that I've got a problem with in this game. I'm assuming you did what I did and cheated. I couldn't. I, couldn't I couldn't get get could I not get refill the... fuel to save my life. And that seems to be a, per, a perennial issue in this game is refilling your fuel.
0: I could not get the cheat to work. The cheat is you're supposed to hold down left shift and then type essentially like a sentence backwards or some sort of quote unquote funny joke. I, and i couldn't I just couldn't get it to work, so I was unable to cheat, and I paid the price
1: well i i there's a thing here uh basically, if you push the joystick down to the right and press enter, you'll get full shields and weapons All okay, right? you didn't see that one there's a fuel scoop in this, okay, mm. to refuel right I almost always lost my ship because I couldn't refuel okay? So, uh, so to summarize, this game has an error in the manual where they didn't ins- insert the information later, and they put in the cheats because they knew the game was effectively unplayable for the most part. Now, uh, uh, was the game unplayable? I would go with a no, because I've seen people that claim they beat it, okay? So, clearly, it can be beaten by somebody. Is it beatable by me, given the parameters that you operate at her. No. No, it's not. I mean, I don't... The ship... You can beat missions. Like, I don't know how many missions you got into it. I got several missions in, all right? And it wasn't... They weren't fun. They weren't fun missions. And I wanted them desperately to be fun. Because I remember playing this as a kid. And at the opening, as cheesy as this whole game is, It's the kind of game I could get into, but it's just I could not get into the gameplay mode.
0: Here, here's the problem. The problem is, is that they don't. Okay, let me back up. This game controls fine. It's not the best controlling game I've ever seen in my life. Okay. But it's fine. I was able to maneuver around where this game falls apart is it gives you, it, it doesn't do a good enough job of projecting where you are in the 3d universe. The, uh, the, the, the radar is poor. Uh, there's no hor- there's no horizon line. So you're constantly, you know, if you get off that, especially if you get off that map, you know, if your little purple square stops flashing, um, then you are in trouble. So, uh, the thing is if they would have unlimited, there's a, there's a page on lemon for Epic called solution. Okay. What this is, is it's two or three sentences that explain what you have to do in the mission. So I'm going to, I'm just going to read the first one. Operation breakout level one. First, keep destroying mines until your completion percentage is hundred percent. Then head for the planet. At the planet, follow Hog three three four until you come across two generators. Destroy them both and follow the road to the center of the map. Here you'll find a radar, so destroy it. Okay. Yeah. This is not I'll a cheat. Into that, by the way. This is not a cheat. This is what you call a mission briefing. Yes. This is yes. what real games have. They tell yes. you what to do. Okay? Yes. Okay. This is what this game desperately needs. It desperately needs guidance, and that's and, and that ruins what could be an okay game. Okay, because when I had this when I had this this page open, I was able to complete two or three missions just like you because I was able to tell what to do. When you lock in on targets, it tells you what you're locking in on. If you use the photon, uh, yeah, the photon that's real torpedoes. cool. It even shows a it,
1: picture, a camera shot. Yeah, the, yeah,
0: it's a it's a cool effect because when you when you hone in it on first, it shows you a wireframe picture of your target, and then when you launch a torpedo, it actually shows the torpedo coming in and blowing up the target in full color. Yeah, very cool effect. That was neat very cool like effect that. so the the thing that stops this game there are two things that stop this game from being a good game the first is the poor radar the poor ship visualization and the second thing is the lack of a mission briefing to give you any real information about what you're supposed to be doing on each stage
1: well i i don't like the controls I'm, i i mean you said you were tolerable with them. i hate yeah
0: i thought I, they were I, tolerable
1: i didn't like them at all I mean, again, listen, I just had caviar. Why do I have to eat spam? That's what the Pete, like you said, the PD game got it right. These suckers can't get her. They had three years, you know, get it together. Goofs. Uh, Secondly, you're dead on about the missions. They're just abstract and weird, but there's other stuff that makes this game weird. I'm going to give a few examples. And this is the embodiment of like, they didn't have time. Right if you go into some of these areas to shoot stuff, and you're, like, as you go into to blow up ground targets, for example, or in the air when you're fighting in space, the Viper enemy ships will come in at you, right? If you just sit and watch them, once they get into the picture, they'll just fly around in circles. they just... <laughs> Yeah, or just I mean, they'll spin around, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, and you just watch them go by. Like, what's that? There are these cars that are on the roads occasionally on the on the ground. Did you ever watch any of the cars?
0: They're they're right out of RoboCop three. Yeah, when did we you, played RoboCop. Did you watch 3? what they did. They no. drive. I mean, down they drive the road, on the road,
1: and then they just drive right back, just back and forth on the and just <laughs> and the road goes nowhere. So these. Just, it's, it's hard like, living
0: in the future. It's
1: like pushing that boulder. It's like this is a punishment <laughs> you get after you die. It's like, listen, go drive your space car back and forth on that runway for the rest this of your is, life. This,
0: this is the the stone of Sisyphus in the twenty <laughs> third century.
1: Right, that's right. And so, and but there's a lot of that kind of stuff. That just where the AI is just like. Listen, they were like, it's like the AI of like blood money. Just like send it in, random, random uh, patterns go. And it's come, mm-hmm. they come rumbling. If you watch the videos of the cutscenes, there's always one or two ships that are just doing loops. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> how, how much herb are they smoking up on the Bow Star? You know, <laughs> no wonder they're getting killed. You know, <laughs> they're spreading those ships. Watch every cutscene, you'll see it. So um, now, that much said, three discs for this amount of stuff's cool. Also, the game's supposed to be fairly short. I didn't get anywhere near the end. Uh, one of the things I found... There he goes. One of the things that, that amused me about this is, I'm assuming you watched that once you got killed, the, the, the flavor text.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Once the rocks or the rocks the and Empire crushes your fleet... It's killed, too, because they didn't believe there was actually a supernova, so they all die too. So even if you lose, the Empire all gets murdered, so you got that going for you. That's a wacky ending, I thought. Yeah,
0: it is. it's yeah, super wacky.
1: <laughs> uh, this game, I mentioned that uh, this had a couple releases. This was a release on the Atari uh, in a 16-color mode. Uh, the Amiga, it, I, it's funny, I looked at these things side by side. They were very similar. I also uh, want to show you the DOS port of this. The DOS port of this is actually really uh, a lot better looking. Now, mm-hmm. is it better playing? That well, I'll leave that to, you know, someone that has more time than me to go try it. But it's smoother. They had time to work on this, and one of the things they did was unlike the Amiga, the PC port was specifically made to play off the hard drive. And so, you're, mm. what you get here was just more content. Although you could see that if you were watching the video, you could see the bird of prey right there. All it was doing was just going in a tight circle. He just rolled up and shot it. <laughs> so clearly, in the future, everyone has the same radar you've got because I'm pretty sure that's what the enemy would see if me and you were driving the thing around. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Uh, you can see that the uh, the PC version better explosions. It's got more cutscenes. Uh, it's got like the, like you actually see people talking in it. Uh, both versions have the ability for you to use external cameras, although I didn't do it that much. I don't know if you did both to try to play with the external no, cameras. No, no, no. Uh, that, yeah, that that always stuff. leads
0: to crashing for me when I when I, do, when I mess around with that stuff.
1: This game has a rep in the community as being like F-29 in space, which is because they built it on the same engine. We played uh, that game a while back, and I it's funny. I had the same problems in that game, overshooting targets, getting lost. Uh, so I guess that's... Maybe we're too dumb to drive these ships, boat. It could be part of it. I don't know. So, um, let's talk about the reviews for this because this is this review segment is going to take a little longer than usual because the review people were were absolute morons. Okay, so I mentioned before that this had they had sent out a uh, they had sent out a preview edition of this that was months and months mm-hmm. before because it took so long to, to release it that, the, that they, the preview version was out literally m- like eight months early, okay? And so a lot of magazines did what you're not supposed to do. They just reviewed that as their review. <laughs> well, you shouldn't do that. So wow. uh, Amiga Power uh, called out the suckers here, if I may uh, quote them. They And this is what they wrote as their review. Other reviews which you might have read in other magazines, usually glowing, we might add, which appeared in up to six or seven months ago, were based on fairly early demo versions, and thus are completely invalid. We'll say it now and say it loud. Reviewing unfinished games does the reader no service at all, and if you suspect the magazine is doing so, and there are a lot of which are guilty of this, you should either make their lives hell, or simply stop buying the mag. And one of the mags they were referring to is CU Amiga, which absolutely did this, because they mentioned a bunch of different stuff that wasn't in the game, plus they mentioned the wrong music. So it was pretty obvious to tell when the magazines were lying. And so, as you can imagine, the magazine ratings for this are all over the map. Uh, So let's get into them here. Um, The Lemon people give this a 6.72, which is Pretty low for them. Uh, The people in Moby give this 3.3 out of 5. So these are the reviews from back in the day. Uh, Ace gave this an 839, which is about... That's an 80%. Amiga actually gave this a 90. Amiga Format, as we just mentioned, gave it a 34. Believe it or not, Amiga Joker gave this a 74. They kind of liked it. Amiga Magazine, 8 out of 10. Amiga Power... Not so much. They gave it a a thirty four. Uh, CU Amiga gave it a ninety one, and then they revised their uh, review uh, to a seventy when they had the chance because they were the one that got called to the carpet. And the one, which is another one that got called to the carpet, gave it an eighty eight. So you can see these these uh, stats are all over the place. Total average on this sixty seven percent vote.
0: Have we ever reviewed a game that has had such a wide spectrum of scores? Well. I
1: don't know, but I will say this: this is not. We'd all know that these. We read these reviews every month or every week, Mm -hmm. and we know there. Some of these things are getting paid. Some suckers are just not playing the game that much or whatever. There's no way on. I mean, when you look at this game, I don't know, man. Ninety-two. If you look at a game like this and just watch the cutscenes, and look at the box art and and just play it a little. I can see where you could be like, holy smokes, what a game, you know, Mm -hmm. without really delving too deeply into it. Uh, But I don't see how anyone could give this, like, say, a 91. That's a real that's a real stretch for me uh, on this. I'd say, you know, this is another game we cover where there's a a, a lot of potential. But I wouldn't say there's any actual any, you know, I wouldn't call this a plus
0: player. No, no. And I mean, this game certainly didn't bring anything about the genre forward. Right. Uh, you know it's there that nobody's playing nobody's talking about uh how epic you know led the way for you know games to follow it so it's it's not influential uh it, there, aside from the cutscenes, there's nothing particularly exciting about it it's not a bad game it's not a, it's not a great game it's sort of right there in the middle for me
1: Yeah, uh there was an expansion pack released for this believe it or not boat uh the uh the one magazine had an expansion disc on the cover it was issue 47. It was two missions, and and everyone had complained that the game was too easy because of the cheats, so they disabled the cheats in this. Mm. Uh, they also said there would be more coming, uh, but there were no more coming. I should mention that the PC version of this, they actually got a sequel, believe it or not, uh, that the Amiga did not get. In fact, no one else got it. Uh, and I believe it was actually packaged with this game as a, as a one big package deal. So that's almost sort of like they took a bath on the game in a lot of ways if you package it like that. Uh, Did we get any Discord action on this one, Boatster?
0: We did. We got a couple reviews. We've got uh, NegSol. He says, uh, Reading previews of the game and being a fan of the original Battlestar series, I loved the game even before getting my hands on a copy back in the day. It became one of my most played 3D polygon-based games on the Amiga right there with F-29, Retaliator, and F-18, Interceptor. Uh, I liked the combination of space and planet surface combat. Also, the included cheats and password mission access was great and helped to mitigate some of the not-so-great game design decisions, like the timer and the percentage of mission-completing objectives. Today, I respect the game for the graphics, the music, and for it being a technical marvel running on an Amiga 500, much like a self-running demo. The fact alone that it was compressed down to three discs and was playable with two disc drives without disc swapping is an achievement in itself. Sadly, today the gameplay should not be very attractive for anybody, especially considering Wing Commander and X-Wing TIE Fighter games move the bar to a new dimension in the space combat genre. All in all, a respectable and solid 7 of 10 in my book. Ricky Derosha says, An interesting 3D space combat game up with a very cinematic presentation. Unfortunately, the refueling seems to be bugged, leading it to be almost impossible to finish the game without cheating, as one of the middle missions is very fuel-demanding. Oddly, the cheat to refuel instantly, as well as take away damage, is printed in the game's manual. Not as good as Wing Commander, but it plays a lot faster than Wing Commander on a stock A500. That's definitely true, Ricky. That's true. Definitely worth a look. 8 out of 10. I wonder, you know, this is this isn't the first game that people have sort of made excuses for, for playing well on an a 500. Yeah. But the thing is like, I don't care how well it plays on an a 500. It's just not that great of a game. So like, to me, that's, that's not an excuse for putting out a mediocre product. Like you can do that and you can put out a great game and have it run on an a 500 if you want to. So, yeah. I don't buy it. Uh, pajaco sixty five oh two says, uh, an epic, cinematic-style intro and cutscene set the story, which has a distinct Battlestar Galactica feel about it. Aaron, you weren't the only one that, that saw these Well, uh, I these mean, it was obvious, here. but come on. The polygon models are good, and the 2D art nicely complements the 3D. In-game audio uses a lot of stock sound effects. I came to dislike the alert sound Elephant of Doom very quickly. Oh, yeah. Gameplay feels sparse at times, and there wasn't much action going on above or below you. Frame rate could be a little sluggish at times. Having now seen Alienator, Epic could have ran smoother. Oh, man. Lack of the current mission information coupled with the time limit hinder one's enjoyment a little. Epic's not terrible, but also not the greatest game of this genre. Worth checking out for the intro sequence alone, but not one to go out of your way for. You may wish to play the more polished PC version instead, 7 out of 10 and that's going to do it for our Discord reviews, Aaron.
1: You know, two things I want to talk about real quick, and we don't usually talk about box art mode, uh, but this even the box art in this was sort of <laughs> controversial. Did you read about this? No. So um, the box art was done by, like, the box art king, Bob Wakelin. Uh, uh, just amongst the things he's done is Whizball, that crazy box art, uh, Batman, mm-hmm. uh, Renegade, Daley Thompson. Daley Thompson's got some awesome uh, stuff with a head over heels. He's done tons of these things anyway this is uh this is one of his last ever commissioned uh last ever commissions from ocean he did a lot of ocean stuff and I was reading and they were talking about the wiki mentioned that he had uh, uh that his box art had been approved by management but it was not liked by the developers right and <laughs> wakeland alleged he had been given his brief uh okay let me get this right One of whom Wakeland later alleges, one of the developers, had given the brief to draw the box art while liquored up. Basically. (laughs) So what's what Wakeland said? He said, listen, what do you want me to run on the box? And they, they drank a lot of booze and then they said, Okay, here's what we want. And so that's what he did, what they said, and then they didn't like it. And they also said the look of the pilot, who's front and center on the front, who wearing his Jedi hat,
0: mm-hmm. uh, is, That's a, straight is, out is of based Wars. on
1: uh, Harrison Ford and Mel Gibson. Jim <laughs> Carm Harrison Gibson.
0: People on, say on that about me too.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson today. <laughs> uh, uh, so, but yeah, Wakeland, well, an epic uh, artist, and I, I actually like the uh, the art. One last thing I want to touch on here: <clears throat> I've done a lot of game pricing on this show Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but i have never seen a game more plentiful in wacky places than this game okay the first one that struck me is when this you can get this complete in box 12 bucks from china (laughs) i don't know why china (laughs) yeah i don't know what's going on there uh you can get this from the uk i saw it going for 37 42 68 bucks or best offer i saw it 30 dollars 10 dollars and 58 dollars in france if you want to get it in Spain, I'll set you back $146 US dollars. In Germany, $70. And in Italy, $23. So truly, an international affair when it comes to getting this game. There are plenty of copies to be had uh, of this one if you want it. Uh, I actually, for, for 12 bucks and plus three bucks from China, I might take a shot at it, Boat, uh, just because
0: I like the box art. Listen, I I, I that, that, I think you should. I'm, oh, I'm in favor of that decision. I
1: also forgot that not only did you get, because this is to make it cooler, right? Not only did you get the game, the box, the instructions, it also came with, gla- with 3D glasses and a 3D poster. Ooh. Oh. So there you go, Boat. Uh, a winner, a true winner, Boat. It was epic. In all honesty, when I played this the first time, I begged for it to be great, but when I came back to it this time, I knew it wasn't that good, and I was like, "Well, here we go." So,
0: where would you put this on the one-word description scale of games? Is it better than awesome?
1: Uh, no, 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 I like mm-hmm. awesome more. Awesome can, is a playable game that I yeah. I find amusing. Mm-hmm. So I, I know, but now but this is a more of a technical achievement. I mean, listen, they were get they were. You can see why this thing took a long time to do. There's a lot of. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like I sort of killed it. Because I don't like the control of the ship, but I mean the actual ability, the 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 engine's not bad. Yeah, uh, it's sort yeah. of what we wanted last week from Alienator. It's got ground level targets that are fleshed out pretty well. The the uh, t- photon torpedoes are pretty cool. The cutscenes are great. The music that's in here is pretty good. It's colorful, uh, but I just I just don't like the controls. I think they made a lot of poor choices when it comes to. The way the ship handles, the way the missions are set up, the way the information is delivered to tell you what to do in the missions. I think they uh, the way you refuel, uh, I think they uh, uh, didn't put enough thought into it. And really, the missions, I ran through, I used the code words to go through and try some of the different missions. And really, there's a lot of sameness to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, it's,
0: it's essentially a fly here, blow something up. That's it. Now I know there are like missions where you got to use the fuel scoop and stuff like that. But by and large, I mean, it's basically you're, you're flying in, you're finding a target, you're blowing the target up.
1: But I mean, I I wanted to love it because the story also, listen, they hit, I hit the wall on the flavor text too much. Yeah. Yeah, It's too much. Bring it in guys.
0: All right, Aaron. So that's going to do it for our review of Epic. Why don't we uh, leave our space future and go on to uh, our space present? over you know, on the Our Amigos. space
1: future reminds me of driving my old uh, Chevy Nova in space. So maybe if that's what the future is, we're in deep trouble, Boat. <laughs> oh,
0: look at that guy. He's not having fun in the future. No, I can no, tell you that.
1: That's the Rocks. He's one of the bad guys. <laughs> so, Boat, we uh, we had another week of wacky, uh, wacky, I almost said wacky to Wacky antics this week, Boat. Uh, let's start off with myself and the Brent. Uh, boat this week uh, on ARG Presents. It's a game I believe this one was suggested by our good pal Mitsuyama. And it was a a, a, a very difficult one to get my head around. Games that need to die, boat. Mm. They need to die. Uh, and myself and Brett sort of went a roundabout way of doing this one and picked series that we think need to die. And I went after John Madden Football, which I played on the Apple 2, by the way. That was interesting. Uh, by the way, don't ever let them tell you that Madden's too complicated now, because the Apple
0: II <laughs> version of this—I was—I was shocked to smokes. hear you you guys talk about that. So that is very interesting.
1: Yeah, and then Brent went after—gosh—something uh, 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 that everyone truly loves. But I mean, it has been around for a while. And that's the Worm series. It went after Worms. Yeah, uh, and listen, they—they uh, they, there was a spell where they were just beating us into the ground with those 3D games, but just. So I could I could see where Britt came from. Uh, so if you're interested in checking, uh, checking out what we were talking about on Games That Deserve to Die, uh, check this out. It was a lot of fun. By the way, just for an uh, update, we'll be recording uh, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. The topic this week, we're going to be defending games that scored two out of ten or less votes. So mm. that was also not easy to do. Let's talk about a man, a special man a birthday man, <laughs> and that is our own, the Flackster,
2: oh, Jack Flack. Flack.
1: Jack Flack. And Jack Flack uh, released a Sprite Castle this week with the provocative title, Boat. It's almost like a controversial title, if, if, if I didn't know It's evocative.
0: It. It, it encourages discussion in the comments.
1: And, the, and it's simply titled, Is Mr. Do Simply a Poor Man's Dig Dug? It's funny because whoever came up with that, I want to reach through the screen with both hands and just throttle them for being because <laughs> clearly what a what a uh, antagonistic statement it was because clear Mr. Dew crushes Dig Dug in every way. It does. It does. This was Sprite Castle reviews Mr. Do uh, and, uh, and came, we uh,
0: we welcome Rob to uh, Rob, of course, has been a fixture on our YouTube channel for many months now. Uh, He has uh, decided to publish future episodes of the Sprite Castle podcast in video form on Amigos Retro Gaming. So if you listen to Rob uh, through your podcatcher and you want to watch video versions of the show, you can find all future episodes, including Mr. Do, over on our YouTube channel. This
1: is outstanding news. I was so happy to hear that because I I love Sprite Castle and uh, I'll, I'll... I'm glad Flack is with the video route. It's great. I love it. Now I can listen to it and watch it, which is what I do. So anyway, this week Flack goes into some Mr. Do on the C64. Uh, Have you played this on the C64 Boatster?
0: Listen, I avoid the C64 whenever I can. Oh,
1: man. Listen, this thing takes place in the dirt. It's just like it'd be perfect for the day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If there's something the C64 can do well, it's brown.
1: Listen, well, listen, I think it it looks real good, Boat. And then we got into an interesting discussion on the uh, Discord ranking the Mr. Do's.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lots of different opinions about that. I was surprised.
1: Where Flack... His opinion was that uh, uh, Mr. Dew's Wild Ride was like the second best Mr. Dew. I was stunned by that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Because guess what? Uh, Mr. Dew's castle is honed in the view, and that's the second in the list, in my opinion, of of the great Mr. Dew
0: game. I was going to talk about this later, but I'm going to talk about it right now. Tonight, you you are in the midst of a hot and heavy fantasy football draft preparation season. That's true. We call it Preparation H and it should be called that boat i am going to be taking over the uh the 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 streaming duties tonight on the normal amigo Aaron friday night disaster stream and i'm going to be playing every mr do game for every system i can holy smokes we're gonna hit we're gonna hit the arcade releases we're going to check out the uh, Amiga release of Do Run Run. We oh. might even uh, we might even go over to the C64 side and try the original on the, because uh, well, I'll, I'll have the Mr. I'll have ultimate power. So, can you play uh,
1: Neo Mr. Do on there? You going to give that one I, a whirl?
0: I can do it all, man, and we will do it all. You're we pulling a Frodo do, is do what you're all. doing.
1: I like it, man. That heck sounds yeah, good. Heck yeah. So there you go. Uh, It's nice how you and Flack have dovetailed. I'm glad you guys worked this out months in advance.
0: We have. Yeah, it was Uh, years, really.
1: I want to, again, recommend Sprite Castle, now on the channel. And that's Jack Flack uh, with Mr. Do this week. Now, Boat, look at what you did. You made
0: a video. Tell us about this I made a video. Well, I was playing Epic, and I was like, boy, I bet there's somebody on the internet that's played this much better than I have that we can use for the show. Nope. (laughs) There's nothing on Epic. There's a bunch of people that are talking over gameplay with very poor microphones. Uh, oh, and and, and, then some, and then there's also some just really short five minute, you know, this is the first time I've ever played it type videos. Yeah. So uh, I decided to just fire it up and get as far as I could in about half an hour. And, uh, and that's the video we used for the show this evening. So if you want, uh, if you want to hear all the sound effects and the music and everything, there's no commentary on this video. You can just watch it in its purest form.
1: Very good, Boat. And now, Boat, I would request that you do the same video on the NEC, which is oh, also yes. no video for. You can help help a brother out there.
0: I will try and do that.
1: Now, speaking of pulling a Frodo, you know. Is that
0: entered the vernacular now? That's now? <laughs>
1: you're pulling a Frodo. Our own Frodo NL. My God, what a man. He's back. He's back again. And it's oh man, Boat. The first years of the Atari eight bit family.
0: This did you is... did you
1: pay him to do this, Boat?
0: Yes, I did. I gave him fifty dollars to make Holy
1: this video. Holy smokes.
0: This is this is right up my alley. I'm gonna watch the heck out of this tonight with with uh with the aid of some cold ones. It's gonna be fantastic.
1: Oh man, look at this. I I, just, I, you know, I, like I have
0: it. that. I that I bought this basketball game because yeah. the way that they described it in the Atari catalog, of course, there were no pictures in the Atari catalog. <laughs> Good they birthday. were like, this is the most realistic simulation of on court action you've ever yeah. seen. And so yeah, Atari basketball, definitely.
1: Listen, having having played a couple uh old school Amiga basketball games, I I would say this is well in line. And I think back to that thing I did for Amiga magazine when I was oh on the Amiga show, I should say. Yeah. Where I was and I just watched him I watched all that footage he sent me over and over. And I thought, this poor guy, why why did he put himself through it? So but this looks great. Ah. I love, you know, Frodo always streams when I'm not around. It drives me, because I used to be able to catch this stuff before school was uh, was was back in. I'm mm-hmm. hoping I can get back into it. Always gold. But some of these games, i got to say, I haven't seen a lot of these that he's playing here. So I'm anxious to give this a look myself. So that's in And Frodo. this version
0: of Space oh, Invaders. We got, we, dude, I got to say is a something great about version. this
1: version. I'll, I've played the crap out of this back in the day.
0: I'll tell you, it's interesting because. I grew up thinking that this was the arcade version of Space yeah. Invaders yeah. because I didn't know any different. It's cool. I never saw a Space Invaders, And it is. It's cooler. It's got the mothership. Yeah. Now, it doesn't have the bases. Some people don't like the fact that you can't hide behind the bases, but I really like the way the invaders look. It's very colorful. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a solid version of the game.
1: It's a beauty, yeah. It, it, I think I, I think it's quite good. So that's Frodo again. Check him out. And please, check out Frodo NL's channel on Twitch. Solid gold money, boat. But I think that's all we've got here. What are you and, and the Neilster getting up to this week?
0: Well, you know, it's funny you ask because we we nearly lost our show again. This is the second week in a row that riverside which was what we used to record our episodes has sort of given out on us uh i just uh saw as i was looking at the uh, discord reviews a message came in from our uh intrepid producer video producer duncan Mm styles saying that he was he was able to salvage a copy of the show so we will have episode 49 of this week in retro uh released at some point uh we talked about aaron did you ever see um in hotel rooms uh back in the early 2000s i know you've seen the inside of a couple hotel rooms if you know what i'm saying but i was young i needed the money yeah uh but did you ever and on your trips there did you ever pause at the television to see if there was an n64 system hooked up to the television
1: are you kidding me in the hotels i was in
0: (laughs) (laughs) it'd be like there's a
1: calculator wired to it
0: apparently there was they they made these things called gateway 64s which were specially modded in 64s that charged you by the hour to play games and waterproof no doubt yeah, And they the games that they chose were weird. They chose games like Paper Mario, Ocarina of Time, you know, short little get in, get out type games, right? Yeah. Well, it turns out that these games have never really been fully explored to see if they actually are different than the commercially released games yeah. until now. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, has been dumped and they're they're looking through it to see because unlike the original Ocarina of Time where you start out as the kid Link, you actually start out as adult Link. So maybe there's some other things that are different about this version of the game. Of course, charging you by the hour, I'm sure they didn't think anybody was going to play longer than an hour. Uh, with a game like that. I would think they'd have something like Custer's Last Stand
1: 64 or something. Yeah. Have more
0: body titles on there. You would think that. You would <laughs> think that. Now, uh, there's also been a new, Aaron, a new CDI-based Mario game. You oh, know how...
1: Oh, God, no. <laughs> What? This yes. shows... You guys have uncovered some real dirt this week. <laughs> Holy God.
0: Uh, we also talk about, a special interest to our Amiga fans, uh, we talked about how um, the Amiga computer was used in NASA uh, as part of a uh, vehicle telemetry uh, oh, yeah, computer. Yeah. Uh, and so there was a new uh, article on Hackaday talking about that. And finally, Aaron, this is this is calling back to an earlier episode of ARG Presents. We talked about the new Unreal uh, Unreal Engine version of The Simpsons Hit and Run. Oh, jeez. Brit will be pleased. Don't tell him. Oh, <laughs> so smoked. yeah, if you're into the week's hottest retro news from all corners of the gaming universe, make sure you check out this week in retro, either in your favorite podcatcher or on the this Week in retro uh, podcast channel or uh, YouTube channel,
1: you were to thank the, the the Dunk for for saving your bacon there. Yeah,
0: thank you, Duncan. He works miracles. Trust me, he's Did he's you, the man. Is
1: this the system you've been trying to get me to switch over yes, to? The yes. one that keeps
0: I, losing your shows? I'm starting to turn Do the we, corner. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't okay. think I'm going to recommend it anymore. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> By the way, we should mention here while we're still lingering around the YouTube here, our own buddy RMC himself. Actually, formally released his gimmick this week. Yes, uh,
0: yes. The, uh, uh, the
1: yeah, here we go. The Mister Multi System. We spoke about this uh, a little bit last week, uh, and Neil takes it out and and uh, fires it up here. What do you? This thing looks pretty rad, Bo. Listen,
0: I think this thing is going to sell. Well, I, I don't think I know. He announced it's going to sell for one hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, okay? I saw that. So, so, what do you get for one hundred fifty pounds? You get the Mister. You get the board. You get no, everything you... You don't. you don't
1: get the mister.
0: You don't get the mister. You get, no, right. you
1: get the thing that shoves into the mister.
0: You get the thing that shoves into the mister? Do you get the case?
1: I don't know if the case is with that. I think that might I'm be I'm not going to lie to
0: you. I don't know what's going on with this <laughs> video. Do you I, ever
1: speak with Neil? I know you guys have a show.
0: We don't really talk. We're sort of like the Beach Boys in the 80s. We leave in separate limos.
1: I do so, like the like, fact um, that Neil... Neil Whips out his hair dryer to heat this thing up, and I'm thinking to myself, "What's Neil doing with a hair dryer?" (laughs) Same thing I am, I guess. So So you
0: get the you 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 basically get the bare board, right? That is the special Mister Multi System board, which offers you a USB hub. Uh, It sits flat, uh, and it gives you a SCART cable. Uh, To be honest, I think this thing this thing is going to be a uh, a bigger hit in Europe and in the UK than in the US because of that SCART. I know that SCART thing is a big deal to a lot of folks Actually, having...
1: I know you're... See, the reason you're having trouble here is because you didn't buy all this extra crap for years like I No,
0: because I don't need it.
1: So the extra crap, it ain't cheap, brother. You know what I'm saying? You're
0: right, you're right.
2: You gotta
1: get the RAM, 128 megs of RAM. Don't think that's cheap because this is... I don't know what's happened there, but you gotta pay. Then you gotta get the the VGA gimmick, right? that has got all the switches on it the second SD card slot, and you also have to pay for the USB hub. This thing's got all that crap built into one thing. Added bonus, you get the SCART connector. Plus you get an expansion port, which I don't get that. That's plus true. it's got the cunningly, it's got the uh, uh ports on it to add the joysticks with mm-hmm, the zero delay yep, gimmick yep. on it. So this thing is you're saving money. Like if you were if I had the Mr. in my hand and I hadn't bought all the other baloney for mine. I would just go, I would buy this just for the fact that just all the stuff I want, all cheaper, you know? So yeah, there you go. And then, oh, by the way, you can put it in a wacky case. Sounds good to me, man. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a bargain. Like, I don't know how, I really, I don't know how they're selling it that cheaply. That's a fact. And That's here, a cheap... Well,
0: the thing, the thing that really impresses me is they're selling it that cheaply and it's produced in the UK. Yeah, it's Yeah, down there. So they're not sending, this, yeah. the, yeah. they're not sending this thing to like, you know, the deepest, you know, darkest holes of China to put yeah. this thing together. They're doing it all in house with local support. So yeah. I like that a lot.
1: I will say, uh, just to close the door on this, I mean, because I think this is, I'm not just saying this because I like Neil. He's a good buddy. Uh, but uh, if you've got a mister and you don't have the extra crap, just get one of these. And if you haven't got a mister yet, you've been waiting, you're on the fence, like, This is a better way to go because it's all integrated. Plus, you just get more stuff. More stuff's good. And if you're getting more stuff, cheaper, great. And then if you want the case, uh, you're ready to go. You don't have to have it. I mean, listen, I've got an Unamiga mounted on my wall right here. So you can mount crap anywhere, just like Doug. Remember Doug, that episode where he just mounted that Amiga on the back of a monitor? I think he used some duct tape or some tacks. Something like that to stick that sucker up. You can do that too. You got all the options are there, but and, this thing's and- a heck of a bargain.
0: Right. And, uh, and so this thing is going to go on sale in October and they are not going the usual route of Kickstarter or any kind of crowdfunding. They're taking straight up orders and they've, they've, they've ramped up. They've got production to run these things in significant qualities or quantities. So, uh, you don't have to worry about getting screwed. This thing is going to come out. It's going to be great and you're going to love it. So uh, I'm just like you, if you haven't yet dipped your toe into the Mr. Pool, this is the thing that you want to get because it's everything that you need. Plus your future proof with that, with that edge connector, whatever cool wacky stuff might come out in the future. Mm-hmm. You've got the snack support built in. There's no reason not to get this. Yeah.
1: yeah I got to give him credit, man. And it's the fact that he's in a building with the dude making these and they can work together on it. And those guys have, it's not like those guys just fell off the turnip truck either. Like they've got a, They've been doing this stuff for like decades, you know. Right. So and they he said they could produce fifteen thousand of these like a week or a month or something. And they're gonna be shipping these things like in October. will be I mean, they'll be ready to roll. So I mean these will be out by Christmas time in your hand. There you go. So there's my plug for that. That's a freebie, Neil, because I'm your boy. All right. Let's take this thing to the closing chat, Bo. What do you think?
0: Let's do it, man. Um so it's time, Aaron, to talk about last week's Patreon song. Um, now, we did get one new uh, supporter this week. His name is Herman V. He must Herman not have heard v. the song. Okay. Uh, and uh, last week, we have one, only one, Aaron, one person. And this guy, this person, he's been on it almost every week. He's, he's, he's rarely first, but he's been consistent with correct guesses. I like to call him the pack Billy of late 2021, if you will. And that's high praise. It's Mitsuyama, Aaron. Mitsuyama got the answer right. The answer was (laughs) Stay by Lisa Loeb and the Nine Stories. That was Stay? Heck yeah, it was. That was Stay? Heck yeah, it was. I got to go back and listen to that again.
1: Because at no point, Darren, (laughs) I mean, you barely had any sort of melodic tune there. What, were you rapping it? What was well, that?
0: There was a, a freestyle rap section in the middle, but I mean, I made it my own. So if you know <laughs> yes, you this did. week's Patreon song challenge, send me an email at john Don't say and it in the chat. Don't say it in the chat. And uh, I will announce you as a winner on next week's episode. This is going to get real interesting. Oh man. Herman V. Wollande he says him. Mark Richardson, David Hearn, yeah. Chris Edwards, Ram, OK, Romo okay, K, David Terrace, Jude Carlos, Matthew Mobius, The Phantom Magnus, Sethia it's Alistair Fiend, Christian Russell, David Z, George Rosansky, The Amiga Show, Daniel Crabtree, Super Famic King, The Crazy Loomis, William Vincent Heavy Systems, Inc., Bundy Frag Lord, Mark Byland, Olaf, Poe, Permsky, o, Jonah, a.k.a. Simuland, Alien Breeder, Dave, Velociraptor, Cal Bird Boy, Lane, Denson, Luke, Hudson, John Cook, Bomb the Bass, Frodo, in a Soul Incisor, Tech Major again, Mr. Cola, Bernard Lucas, yeah, Jerry Dennington, Zora Glove, Reflection, Simon Lesh, Cap'n, Crispy Killer, Bison Caffeine, Gary, Heather, Freeland, Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong, Andy jones loft 10-Minute Amiga cast, Bernard Quinn, RMC Tim Drew, Simon Jess, Rose Joseph Harrison, Kyle Letter, Rob O'Hara, Matthew Laira, Moore, Andy Crickshon, Zabarkbed, Roland Burke, Andrew Munkcher, The Zombie Leaf, Kellan, Alec Cabal, Checkout Day, Level Lord John Marshall, Matthew Perron. Ricky the Roche, a creepy dead boy, Figure CTC, the Sonora, Stefan Sorgun Mortensen, Evan Helen, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Falls, Lauren Giroux, Graham Bebkey, Adam Bates, B, O'Brien's Retro Vintage, Gary Hucker, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Taves from the Crib, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley Jonas, Rulo, T H G, Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy, Homer, Stad, Daniel Binkson, Brutal Barracuda, Derek Coles, Jason Ward's, Pixels, at dawn and Kilbjorn
1: Barman. Oh man, it was. I felt like I was at a, a hoot nanny and you were calling a square <laughs> dance up there, boat. All you needed was a fiddle in your arm. Thank you. Thank oh, you. it was crap, but that's what it reminded me of like a real bad square dance.
0: Well, that's every square
1: dance. That's <laughs> did you when you were in school? Did they make you learn square dancing? Am I from West Virginia? Yeah, so, yes,
2: yes, of okay, course, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. no one likes that do they no 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 <laughs> even the prospect of like being paired up with a girl couldn't couldn't <laughs> couldn't save that and
1: that prospect was dim sometimes sometimes it was.
0: <laughs> I definitely did my share of going to my corner with a with a male partner yeah if you know what I'm saying so
2: <laughs>
0: all right Aaron it's also time to find the thank the fine folks that uh, that listen to the show live on Twitch and decide to uh, throw us a couple bucks through Twitch, our Twitch subscribers, Aaron. Uh, You can support the show through Twitch. Uh, If you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you get one free Twitch sub per month. You can use that on us, or you can just subscribe the natural way. Um, I want to thank the... (laughs) You act like if they do it the other way, they're on steroids or something. You can do it the unnatural way. Or... So we want to thank our Twitch subscribers: Macintosh Librarian, Brock One Hundred One, Demo Scene TV, John Marshall, Matt DuFort, Paco Take, Luminator Eight, Wide World of Retro, Am I Steph, Forty Eight K Ram, L Curtis Boyle, Blue Train, Deadlouse Seventy Five, Negsol, Retro Jerry, Explorer, Chronosnet worlds of rogue texas foosballer back to 8-bit with hermski scumboy datadog uk tinfoil eeyore 4077 rod cl34 rob o'hara uber scuba diver great al g peeplo zamamune gary hucker gary heather Frodo L, jigglebox dog crabs mtg R typer, Beach 7 Captain Chaos DK, Happy Coding ZX, Mitsuyama, Orom, Blow Jellyfish, Mr. Toe 6502, H S E I Ken. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to us on Twitch. Sub And don't forget, Twitch subscribers get all of the same access to our Discord server as Patreon supporters, so if you are a Twitch subscriber and you would like to uh, get an invite to our Discord server, as long as you subscribe to us on Twitch, you will have access to where all the cool people on the internet hang out, the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server.
1: Absolutely. And there's a lot of good stuff going on in there. You know, I was thinking about something the other day, Boat, uh, as a brief sidebar here, because I know know we're running long, but... You know, we get a lot of people that uh, give us money every month and we appreciate it, but not everyone is on the discord. All right. There are people we never see or talk to you, you, the person listening to my voice right now. (laughs) Oh, you've never reached out. You've supported us, but you've taken just one step short of going to the pay window boat. That's just a hang and bang with all of our buddies, the cool people, the cool kids. You can yeah. sit at the big table in the big restaurant across the tracks. You know what I'm talking about? in The mansion. Mm-hmm. Come down. If we get one guy to come down this week, I'm begging one of you that's never taken advantage of your discord. Email the boat. Let him set you up. Come meet us. John dot
0: amigospodcast.com.
1: That's right. Because the people with Discord, I know you're listening to the show and you're like, look at these geeks. But the people in there are way cooler than we are. And they're fun to talk to and smart. There you go, Bo. That's my pitch.
0: That's awesome. I love it, man. All right, Aaron. Next week, it is puzzle game week here. Okay. And uh, our game is going to be called Diggers. Oh, okay. I heard of that. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, This was picked by, I was nominated by uh, Amigos Game Selection Committee Chairman, Pixels of Dawn. Um, And, of course, was voted on by our illustrious Amigos Game Selection Committee. And uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate them for choosing this week's game, Epic, which was a nominee by the one, the only Paul Bossman Harrington. So we appreciate that. He's
1: probably awesome at it, too.
0: He is. He is. And, Aaron, of course, before we go, we've got to give special shout-outs to everybody watching us right right now on the Twitch because we appreciate having them in the chat. It's always It makes us feel like we're not alone, even though we are alone. Uh, it's, it's always good to, uh, to have some people uh, pointing out interesting facts and other uh, strange things on the chat. So here we go, Aaron. Here is who's joined us in chat right now. Well, first of all, we've got our killer moderators, Duncan Styles and Pixels of Dawn Gaming. They rule. We've also got Tenmark here with us. We've got Amiga Live. We got Arkward Aardvark. We got back to Bait 8 Bit with Hermski. Uh BarkBits here. Beach Bum Seven, Bitstorm, Cobrian, Commander Root, Dah, Crabs MTG, Dave's Dan versus Donuts, Dave Velociraptor. Dedicated, lurking 925. to Helen is with us. Happy birthday again, Edmund. We're we're glad that you are uh, mildly inebriated and enjoying the show from the comforts of the cave. Uh, Frodo and L is here with us. We we always enjoy having Frodo and the Huck here with us. Gary Hucker. We got oh, yes. Gordon Westside, Hamo One, Hannah Vig. Happy coding, ZX author of uh, the Asteroids ZX Spectrum mm-hmm. game that was so good. HSEI Ken is with us. Herziger. We got Ian, Jabba Soft, Jason Warnes, Jebenike, uh, John Marshall is here with us, a local from Charleston, Knight Rider 82, Ooh. L, Curtis, Boyle, All Hail, Lord Soup, Makia 3000, Mitsuyama, Oil of Hope, Picard 2010, Pigfisher 83, R Typer, RetroRewind.ca, Remostino, Rob, Flack, O'Hara, rodcl C L 34. Steven Spielberg has joined us again for like the fourth week in a row. We really appreciate his support. Yeah, I'm going to say he's contributing to the show. Yeah, yeah. he's a uh, he's contributing to the Patreon on the $2500 a week level. Mm. Uh Super Tech Boy is here with us. Tadpole 200, Texas Foosballer, Tonga Dosa, VNK, Wishbone, Oxcado, and Explorer. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this evening of amigos.
1: Before we go, boat two things. Okay, Two man. things. They won. Uh, boat, if he hasn't, he will be putting up the sign-up <laughs> sheet for the ICC. I
0: if I had not had to come to your house to give you your fabulous birthday present, I would have had That's time to do that. That's why you're off the hook.
1: I'm and also, was. I'm too dumb to do it. So, uh, start signing up now. Uh, it will be the usual gimmick. Put your time in. Uh, put what you want to do and how long you think it's going to be. And if you care what position you are in the lineup. So, uh,
0: please explain ICC to people that might be tuning into the show for the first time.
1: Briefly, International Computer Club, boat for those folks that either can't get to the local computer club because of the unpleasantness boat, yes. or don't even have a computer club like us until we had to start our own. Uh, and you can, you hey, listen, come join our club. We'll take you. We love you. We want to hear what you've got to say. What are you working on? What crazy plans? Diabolical schemes for you hatching up the privacy of your own home. Share it with the world at International Computer Club, Boat. International Computer Club tentatively scheduled once again to be kicking off September 18th. And we're shooting at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That way it's not mega late for anybody, hopefully. I love it. I love uh, it, Boat. And it should be a good time. So please, sign up in the Discord, ICC Discord channel. uh, And we will fill that sucker up. No one will be turned away. We'll literally be entertained by anything, you know. Hey, <laughs> I'm the MC, so you know I need plenty of people to make me look good because which is almost impossible. Secondly, Boat, Second thing, uh, contests. Let's
0: hear them. Contest the high score challenge is that's on right, Boat. Like it's never been on before. So we're gonna start things off with the old uh, Amigos high score challenge. All right, and uh, we're gonna, of course this week we are still. Cracking on with Bomb Jack Beer Edition, Aaron. Beer Edition. When you put Beer Edition in the name of your game, you know you're up to some good stuff.
1: Not necessarily.
0: Well, probably not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a top banana beer edition.
0: (laughs) Epic beer edition. Uh, Z9 K9 still reigns supreme, but Pajako's right behind him. And of course, Hermsky, Barkbit, and Mitsuyama putting on a strong fight, too. If you want to jump in, uh, this is a free game, I believe you can download, and uh, you can throw in your uh, your high score on the Discord in the Amigos High Score Challenge place. And we also have launched uh, that has just now happened Rodland. Rodland, Aaron. Uh it, this literally just broke this week because we just recorded last week's uh episode of Arsen Clear where we announced that Rodland was going to be our next game. So far, no scores up yet. Uh, I may give this a go sometime this weekend and uh and and put up a score because I always like to contribute to these things when I remember. Um, and Rodland's one of my favorite games of all time. Well, I, know. It's, it's, well, I know. It's one of the greatest discoveries I've made. Thanks to amigos. There you go. Take it to the houseboat right. Let's do it. We will see you guys next time and next week for Diggers. Until then,
2: adios. adios.